Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Welcome to Without Bias with Sam Hargraves. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Welcome to Without Bias, our dedicated lawn bowl show as part of the Sporting Capital on SEN. But a little later on in the show, three-time Australian Open singles uh, champion Aaron Sheriff will join us. But in the meantime, let's uh, catch up with our very first guest, uh, Australian Jackaroo, uh, a, the reigning uh, Australian Open pairs champion. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have Dawn Heyman on Without Bias. How are you, Dawn? Good, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, as I mentioned, you're in a cracking vein of form uh, at the moment. Two-time Australian champion of champions winner as well as a brilliant performance at BPL 13 in Perth in April. Your confidence levels must be sky high at the moment, Dawn. Yeah, they are. I'm really enjoying my bowls at the moment. Um, it's given me a lot of confidence winning some events on my own um, and then getting the run in the BPL was um, one that was definitely on the list, so I was really happy to um, play well in that and hopefully get another chance coming forward. Uh, that BPL event, you, you lit it up at Pine Rivers, some astonishing displays. What runs through your mind on, on the TV rink when you've got the crowd running wild, you, you're in the cut and thrust of the game with the music and the atmosphere? Um, what sort of What's the prevailing emotion and feeling? Well, it was definitely something that I've never played before, but... When I went on the TV rink, I just enjoyed every moment of it. Um, and I think my bowls showed that I really, really enjoyed the time out there. Before we get to the Australian Open that, that, that's coming up, the, uh, the Austra- you're in Melbourne um, recently uh, for the Australian Championships uh, a fortnight ago. Didn't get to play your event. Uh, how quickly were you able to get out of Melbourne to make sure you weren't stuck uh, here in lockdown? Yeah, so I actually drove down, um, I think it was the Wednesday, um, hoping to get a roll-up on the Thursday before play on Friday. So we had dinner, um, and then the next morning we went and we heard the news from the Premier that they were going to go into lockdown. So we basically packed up and we were out of there by about 12 o'clock. So we just got back into the New South Wales border before we would have had to do the seven-day lockdown, as the Victorians did. But um, it was pretty unfortunate that the event got cancelled, but I think it was probably the right thing to do. So, yeah. How much does it meddle with your preparation for the Australian Open starting Saturday? Um, it, it was definitely a damper on that because I haven't really got any other events um, between then and, and the Australian Open coming up. So it was definitely the main one, yeah. So how do you then make sure that... How do you then train to simulate uh, what you can expect in the, or to get as close to the conditions and the pressure that you might be experiencing uh, when it comes to what's about to unfold at the Australian Open, how do, how do you try and get that kind of training off and running? 
Um, I've got plenty of people around me that they go into the train open as well, like family and friends. Um, so, you know, I'll just go down and then challenge with them and um, just do some drills on my own to make sure I'm, I'm ready for the games up there. Uh, so you're pairing up with, uh, with Glenn Delves, uh, Jen Delves, sorry. You guys are the reigning pairs champion uh, who you're teaming up with again. Uh, how do you guys, uh, are you guys able to prepare together or do you come together for the tournament itself? Yeah, we just come together for the tournament. I actually haven't seen Jen for quite some time. Um, I know she was down in Melbourne and she performed really well down there when they got to play. Um, so I think we'll be fine. We'll just team up again like we did last uh, last time we were there um, and hopefully do well again. What, how do you strategize then? If you don't get to catch up, do you, are you going through, is it Zoom sessions? Is it just phone chats? Do you just send each other notes, WhatsApp? How do you, is there much of that that goes on when you're sort of scouting the opponents that you might be coming up against? Oh, not too much. We send a few text messages here and there, but we both know what we need to do. So I think we're pretty comfortable with each other to go and do that. Does that happen much in lawn bowls, uh, Dawn? Um, we in, in other sports that we, we we cover, we hear about you know watching vision of the opponents that are coming up, looking at where they might be strengths, weaknesses, uh, opportunities, uh, the whole kind of SWOT analysis aspect of things. Does that happen frequently in bowls? Oh, not as much as other sports, I wouldn't think. You know, um, if there's something to be pointed out, it's going to be pointed out, of course. But we just focus on our strengths and work from that. Mm. And do you just feel like, just through experience of playing against the people you're coming up with, you've got a fair idea of what they bring to the table instead of skill sets or attitudes or, or a tactical approaches, things like that? Yeah, we do. You know, we've got our own sort of game plan and we just go from our strengths and we work from there. We're speaking to Dawn Heyman on Without Bias uh, for Bowls Australia. Local legends wanted search bowls clubs near me and for Apia, proudly supporting Bowls Australia. Apia dedicated specialist, ready to help call 135050. Apia, uh, get set, go. Your first matchup will be against Jacinta Weir and uh, Charmaine Sleeman from Queensland. Uh, the Australian Open boasting a lot of club players. Um, how do you find it early on against players and with what we were speaking about? I suppose when you've got the the outlook that you just worry about what you do, it it, don't, it would it tend to worry you much when you don't know much about the player that you're coming up against. Oh, I know a little bit about Jacinta. I know she's a good up and coming player, um, and obviously it's going to be on her home greens as she lives in the Gold Coast. So, yeah, I, I, as I said before, we just focus on what we do and then take the rest as it comes. What's your preferred format, Dawn? Uh, singles, pairs, fours. What do you prefer? Look, I like it all, but I think at the moment with my singles record, I think that's what I'm um, pretty comfortable with at the moment. Um, pre- in previous to this, um, probably pairs would have definitely been it, but yeah, just coming into good form uh, by myself and showing results there, I think that's the one, yeah. You've got Karen Gatto to start your singles campaign. Uh, that'll be Wednesday next week. How much would it mean to you to salute uh, in the singles at the Australian Open? Uh, it's definitely um, on the bucket list. I um, came, I think I finished in the semi-final, um, not last year, the year before when the Australian Open was on last. So I definitely want to better that and try and make the final. What do you love about this event? What is it that, as you say, it's a bucket list event for you. Why is that? Uh, there's just so many quality players that enter into the Australian Open. I mean, it's a bit unfortunate that some of the Victorians won't be able to make it this year. But it's such a good chance for everyone to play against different people that you wouldn't normally play against and uh, meet new people and make friendships along the way.
That number one ranking that you've attained at the moment, um, how special is that to you? Um, it's very special, actually. It, it proves to me um, that I'm going well as a player um, and I'm really confident in how things are going. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens at the end of that. How far ahead do you look, Dawn, uh, when you when you are doing your goal setting and you are making your bucket lists? Um, I just look to the next year. So we've got quite a few trials and stuff coming up, so I want to be in my best form for those. Um, to put my name forward to hopefully get selected in some of the big events. Uh, and Dawn, for those who might not know about your journey into bowls, tell us, uh, just enlighten us uh, on where you started and, and how you got to, to where you are now, the number one ranked uh, singles player in the country. Yeah, so I started at Meadow Bowling Club um, in Wollongong, where I live at the moment. Um, I started when I was 10 years old. Uh, my parents just got me to try it with some of their friends that were out bowling. And I said, no, no, I don't want to do that. Um, but I eventually went out there and I haven't stopped since. Um, so then I went from Fair Meadow to St John's Park. Uh, they opened me with um, open arms. Um, they've taken really good care of me. I've got, I had a lot of um, influence from, you know, Kelsey Cottrell when she was there and, and John's as well. I got to play a lot with them. Um, and yeah, my bowls have just got better and better since I've been at the club. I think I've been there about five, six years now and I'm loving every minute of it. So, is your as your friendship group and your personal life are they all lawn bowlers or outside of lawn bowls you, you you've got a completely different friendship circle? Uh, I would say that the friendship circle is more evolved around bowls at the moment because that's what I spend most of my time doing. But I do definitely have a lot of family and friends outside of bowls that I communicate with as well. And when you first said I'm going to go off and uh, become Australia's number one ranked singles lawn bowler, what kind of response did you get? Um. Everyone's just so proud of me. Like, I can't believe the support that I've got yep. um, from not just family but friends all over the place, the messages I get. And, yeah, it's just overwhelming sometimes. Uh, Dawn, what does it mean to you to know that uh, Bowls Australia are now really trying to bang down that door in order to get lawn bowls uh, as an Olympic sport? Uh, it won't happen straight away, but being uh, quite young, uh, it would be so, hopefully something that becomes uh, a reality down the track. What would that mean? Yeah, it, it'd definitely be very special. Um, I've obviously got my eyes on the Commonwealth Games, but if I could get into the Olympics, it would be really good as well. So I hope they get some, some success with that down the track. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, in the meantime, that's uh, the long-term goal. The short-term is the Australian Open starts Saturday. Uh, we can't wait to see you in action. Uh, you're getting started straight away in the pairs, and then next Wednesday, the, the single start for you and uh, maybe a bucket list uh, item ticked off and, and realised a, a dream to come true. Uh, good luck with it, Dawn. We, we, we're following you closely. Thank you very much. Uh, wonderful to have Dawn Heyman, Australian Jackaroo, on the program. Uh, this is Without Bias, local legends wanted to search bowls clubs near me and brought to you by Apia, proudly supporting Bowls Australia. From one Jackaroo to another, uh, we'll go to the three-time Australian Open singles champion, Aaron Sheriff, will be with us on the other side of this on Without Bias on SEN. From the wide outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias with Sam Hargraves. Uh, welcome back to Without Bias, our dedicated lawn bowls show, part of the sporting capital on SEN. Uh, for Bowls Australia, local legends wanted a bowls green is just up the road. Search bowls clubs near me. And for Apia, dedicated specialists ready to help, call 13 50 50. Apia, get, set, go. And all thanks to Apia.
So let's get back into uh, our dedicated Lawn Bowls program without bias for Bowls Australia and for Apia. And we spoke to Dawn Heyman just a little earlier. It'll be up on the podcast, sen.com.au. Uh, joining us now, though, the three-time Australian Open singles champion, uh, Aaron Sheriff. Great to have you on, mate. Welcome to Without Bias. G'day. How are you? Very well, thanks. Uh a lot happening uh, and a lot to get through with you with the Australian Open just around the corner starting this Saturday uh, on the Gold Coast. 13 different clubs being utilised for that. It should be a phenomenal event. Tinge of sadness, though, obviously with uh, a lot of the Victorian players not uh, being able to make it. Uh, it's uh, Your heart, I'm sure, would go out to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, the Australian Open's the biggest event of the year and um, it just seems like... Every time something like this pops up, um, you know, we get another little COVID outbreak sort of thing. So, um, yeah, and no, send them all, all well wishes to, to all the Victorian guys. Um, won't be able to catch up with a few of my mates from there. But, um, yeah, stay safe and, uh, and no doubt we'll catch up soon. Have you found the return to bowls? Uh, the national calendar, you've had BPL 12, BPL 13. How did you enjoy getting back out there and under the lights and especially in the atmosphere that the BPL creates? Yeah, no, it was obviously, uh, you know, it was a pretty bleak year last year with not much happening. So, um, yeah, I suppose the silver lining was that I haven't really had a break from bowls for, oh, well, well over a decade anyway. So, um, you know, just to, to get away from the game, play a bit of golf, uh, catch up, spend time with my young family and, and um, you know, and, and sort of recharge the batteries is really good. But, um, yeah, naturally to get back playing BPLs and um, Queensland Championships and things like that, it's, uh, yeah, it was... It was good to uh, to get those um, competitive juices flowing, I suppose. Uh, a new era in, in terms of the national team. Two long-time colleagues of yours, Gary Willis, Karen Murphy, now the national and uh, national coach and national assistant coach of the Jackaroos. How much are you looking forward to seeing what they can produce at the helm and what are you expecting um, in their era uh, as taking charge of the national team? Yeah, well, I guess, um, you know, considering that we've, yeah, those guys have been um, involved in in the program for you know well well the, that last decade that Glass was the was the national coach. I I can't see um, you know a great deal changing, but um, you know I guess now that Gaz has uh, has got the head role himself, he'll have some fresh ideas and and want to implement some new things, and and that's exciting. And and obviously Karen will have you know her uh, her ideas as well. So. Um, yeah, I guess it's a it's a perfect time. We we haven't got together as a squad really um, since COVID hit. So uh, fingers crossed, everything uh, smooths itself out, and we can get together in July for the reactivation camp. Uh, and not uh, not insubstantial shoes to be filling, obviously. But, uh, what was that, sorry? Not in not unsubst- or insubstantial, unsubstantial, not small shoes that they're trying to fill um, <laughs> in, in the wake of, of Steve Glasson. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, you know, Glass came in um, where, you know, we just had a, I guess, you know, a, a pretty lean period um, for a while there. And, and um, you know, he, he, he changed the culture and made it uh, an, an extremely player-driven program. And, and um, you know, and it was about not just being good players, but good people as well. And, and um, you know, he's uh, he's obviously left the, the squad in a, in an amazing position with, you know, probably our most successful period ever for Australia. So, um, yeah, definitely not uh, small shoes to fill. But, um, you know, like I said, Gary and Karen have been um, well and truly a part of that program as well. So, um, yeah, excited for what they have to bring to the 
um, to the system now as well. Uh, we're speaking to Aaron Sheriff on Without Bias. Thanks to Bowls Australia, local legends wanted call a Bowls Club. Uh, Bowls Green is just up the road. Search Bowls Clubs near me and for Apia. Dedicated specialist, ready to help. Call 135050. Apia, get, set, go. Uh, Aaron, Australian Open starts this Saturday. Somewhere around 2,000 competitors, $250,000 in prize money up for grabs across 14 days of action, 13 clubs in and around the Gold Coast. It's going to be uh, one heck of an event. You are the most prolific Australian Open men's singles history. You've got three titles to your name. What does that mean to you, hearing that stat? Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I guess it's, they're all so unique and different. Um, you know, one was one, um, in Melbourne or in Shepparton, sorry. And, and that was sort of a sets play program and, and, you know, a different, a different setup. And then to win it, uh, in 16 on the Gold Coast, um, sort of in the new format, uh, was, was really exciting and I was a New South Welshman then and, and I mean I still am a New South Welshman but I'm currently obviously a Queensland resident so um, yeah so for 2019 I think we start off with 900 odd um, players in the men's singles so to to get through that and play I guess really high quality opponents and, and get through and, and get my third title first person ever uh, was it was really satisfying and really exciting and and obviously um, winning the pairs with Razor as well was, um, you know, was something I hadn't done at the AO. So, uh, yeah, 2019 was pretty cool. You're teaming up again with Ray Pierce to defend that crown. Uh, he's in some pretty solid form himself. How confident are you uh, to getting all the way through again? Yeah, well, I mean, the I guess the beauty of the Open is that, uh, you know, we are defending champions, but we start as a just as a number like everybody else. So um, we've drawn a pretty tough section. Um, I think we've got Tills. I think Kirk Brown has been replaced by Stephen Tong. So, um, yeah, we've got a pretty tough section, but we're on our um, on the greens at Helensvale um, that I know really well. And, and as you said, Razor's in great form. So I'm sure uh, if we can play anywhere near our um, yeah, max potential, then, then we, should be, uh, we should be able to give it a bit of a shake again. But, I mean, there's a lot of quality in the field, so uh, anything's possible, that's for sure. Have you and he already discussed who you believe the, the main dangers are or the biggest hurdles in the draw? No, no, we haven't really had a chat about it. Um, I mean, you know, the Australian Open is what it is. It's it's a, an open event. There's a huge number of entries. Um, you know, you've got to get through your section and then you, who knows where you land in the main draw. So, um, you know, we may... There's not not really too much point looking forward to who's your potential danger because every game in your section is dangerous and then as I say you don't know where you end up in the main draw so really I think to be successful at the Australian Open it's worrying about your own performance and um, and trying to prepare yourself to peak um, for the two weeks and and I suppose the, the people that do that the best um, this time around will end up the champions at the end of it. I was speaking to, uh, we just uh, in the first segment of the show, we were speaking to Dawn Heyman about the, um, you know, the prevalence of, of scouting your opposition, uh, watching tape, uh, doing that kind of reconnaissance heading into this. And she said that they don't do a heap of it, and it would seem that you probably don't either. Is there a place for that in the game? Is it an area of, of yet to be explored a little bit more, or is the, the secret to this? to really not get ahead of what may or may not happen. It's to really just play the situation in front of you. 
I think our sport's really unique in the fact that there's so many different elements. You know, mm. conditions change. All the greens are different. Um, you could be at, a, at um, a club and they've got three greens and every green is a different pace. Um, you play in the morning, there's no wind, and the wind gets up, then, it's, then it could rain. So, I mean, the obviously knowing um, your opponent, if you can, uh, helps. But I just find that more about focusing on me and what I need to do to be at my best. And, and if I can go out and play my best, um, I'm confident I can win a majority of my games. And if I play my best and that's not good enough, well, I mean, there's not much you can do about that. So I think internationally there's a potential um, to, to really focus on, you know, um, some specifics about certain players, um, lengths they may like, that sort of thing. We, we've dabbled in it a little bit with trans-Tasmans and Asian students and things, but um, yeah, I think there there is a place for it. Um, but ultimately in, in bowls, it's about... Um, preparing yourself the best. Um, I think if you can get if you get too focused on what your opponents are capable of, you forget what you're capable of. What about in the singles? As I said, you're, you're a three-time uh, singles winner of the Australian Open, um, which is an unprecedented uh, number that, that you hold. When the shoe's on the other foot, do you think there's people looking at you going, right, oh, if I'm going to be the best, I've got to beat the best in this tournament. What am I looking for when it comes to Aaron Sheriff? If people are looking to scout you, do you feel like there's there's telltale signs for you? I mean, it's not like poker, but do you feel like they could glean from watching you, or do you are you conscious of not being predictable when you're playing? Um, yeah, I guess there's a little bit of predictability in my game to a certain extent, um, but you know, I like to think that I I can adapt to most situations. Um, you know, I, I know with my practice, I don't like. I like to practice what I'm not performing well at the time. So, um, you know, if there is a, a, a weakness or something that I'm not as strong at, um, that's probably something that I'm going to train. So, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things, I guess. Um, I I like the challenge of, of people, um, you know, maybe thinking that I'm a potential scout that they could take. Um, or there's nothing worse than turning up to a game and, and the opponent says to me, oh, will you let me score today or can you... Oh, I just want to get to 10 today because, <laughs> I mean, that's just a defeatist mentality straight away. So, mm. um, you know, I, I, I relish the opportunity to play against people that are willing to take up a challenge and, and that's how I like to play the game. So, And the answer um, is no, of course, when they ask you that, Aaron Sheriff, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it, yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking, OK, well, I've probably got this guy already. Yep. So, um, you know, it, that sort of gives me a bit of confidence moving into a game against someone that I've never played before. But... Yeah, I mean, look, um, I'm a competitor and I like to play bowls really competitively. So, um, you know, if someone is uh, is up to, to coming out and, and not worrying about my name and, and just having a crack and that, well, that, that's fantastic. I reckon it's great. Aaron, always great to chat to you. Always really look forward to the insight and, uh, and this has been no exception again, mate. Good luck with what's to come on Saturday and for the... For the 14 days uh, that the Australian Open entails, it's going to be one heck of a tournament and we're looking forward to seeing how you, you travel in it in the pairs and the singles, mate. All the best. Thank you and good luck to everyone out there that's playing in the Australian Open and hope to catch up with us with a stack of you. So, yeah, thanks for the chat.
Australian Open uh, three-time singles winner Aaron Sheriff. Looking forward to seeing him in action. Before we finish up, on Without Bias, our Right at Home player update, Right at Home Aged Care at Home. Our Right at Home player of the day is Jackery Lindsay Clark, who claims singles and pairs honours at the Tweedheads Bowling Club's championships. An absolute superstar of the sport. Congratulations to Lindsay Clark, Right at Home Australia's leading provider of home care and disability support. Right at Home for the best quality in disability support, aged and nursing care at home and that's it for another episode of without bias sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise that's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money you can get what you need now get back on the road safely and pay for it later terms and conditions apply so visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91